my name is Maggie and today we'll be speaking with Taylor. All right, Taylor, so what kind of art do you do? So primarily I'm a watercolor artist. My main focus um, right now is um, custom pet portraits, but I also create mixed media paintings um, with watercolor, acrylic and ink. Awesome. And how did you get involved with that and start, you know, as early as possible. People really love to hear childhood stories and really understand, you know, where you started from. Sure. So I think my first creative pursuits was actually music. Um, I started guitar lessons at a really young age. Um, and I think because of that, I really developed my creative side. Um, and I found an appreciation for all things in the art world. Um, in high school, I had an incredible art teacher. She took us really seriously, especially the students that she could tell had kind of a knack for painting and drawing and also, you know, kind of saw a future in it. So um, she really helped me to develop my portfolio and she helped me apply to art school. Um, I only applied to one art school, which was Massachusetts College of Art. Um, I was accepted and I attended, um, I attended five years, I switched majors. Originally I was an art education major. And while the program was amazing, I realized that I wanted to focus more on learning how to paint technically, as opposed to, you know, learning how to teach. Um, so I switched to illustration I had a few really incredible teachers. Um, I think my most inspiring teacher, her name is Irina Roman. She's an amazing watercolor painter. And she kind of helps me realize my love for painting. And so I graduated in 2018 uh, with a bachelor's degree in illustration. When I graduated, I started kind of freelancing. I was doing some custom paintings, commissions, some small graphic design projects, logos and things like that. Um, and then one day, you know, as a gift for my cousin, I painted these two portraits of her dogs and I posted them on my Instagram page and they were just very well received. And I immediately had people asking, you know, how can I order one? How can I have you do this for me? So from there on out, that really kind of blossomed. Um, and that's kind of how I took art not as just a, or pra started practicing art, not as just a hobby or a passion, but also as a job and a way to potentially make a living. Okay, awesome. And so, sorry, just a detail, but were you also born in Rhode Island? Cause you yes. live in Rhode Island now, right? Okay, so yeah. born and raised in Rhode Island, cool. And what pushed you towards picking up that guitar for the first time. Sorry, I'm, I'm going back to your childhood before we keep moving forward. Yeah, of course. So my dad is very, very passionate about music. Um, ever since I could remember, you know, so we had a, a, in our house, it was called the music room and it was this big room. We kept it pretty open so that you could kind of just dance and jam out. Uh, we had this big stereo system and he was always just blasting music like Bruce Springsteen, Nirvana. Um, wow. Yeah. And so I always kind of had that love for music too, because I grew up around it. And so, you know, I couldn't tell you like the exact reason or moment that I said I wanted to take guitar lessons, but it just felt natural. Um, so that's when it started. And yeah, I, I want to say I was maybe 
seven or eight when I lessons and I took lessons all throughout right up until um high school so and I also should mention I danced too for 13 14 years so music always kind of I think music kind of helps me realize the creative side of me um that pushed me into painting and other forms of art okay and what kind of dance was it ballet um no actually I did a little bit of everything at first um I did jazz and hip hop were kind of my two, my two main, um, I guess, modes of dancing. And um, in high school, I was on the dance team. Um, And that was kind of just a little bit of everything as well. Um, Cool. Yeah. So do you feel like you then switched to more traditional art? Or did you start pursuing art kind of parallel to your dancing and your music? I think I, there was, I would say there was a definite switch, especially, I think that happens naturally when I started college, because, you know, when you go into art school, it's, it's a really demanding um, experience. I mean, you know, you're, you have, you're taking five, six classes at a time. You're kind of constantly being asked to produce work and there really wasn't much time or energy left um, you know, to focus, especially on dancing, I kind of let that go a little bit. Guitar, I'd still always pick up and play, but there was definitely a switch from music and dancing to kind of creating art. Okay. And what made you initially go for art and education, right? Because that was your first major? Yeah. So I think that was a little bit of me to be honest, I was really insecure about pursuing a career in art. Okay. And so teaching seems like the most concrete w- way, you know, to kind of carve out a career. Um, and also teaching is such an honorable job. I mean, you know, I've always looked up to teachers. My own art teacher helps me so much. So I think it kind of was a way for me to be able to visualize, you know, a clear cut way to make a living out of my love of art. And um you know, when I started the the program after freshman year, this is my sophomore year, we started um, going to museums, going to schools, and I realized that I didn't have the same passion that my colleagues did around me for teaching, um, at least not at a youth level. And I realized that what I was here for is, you know, not really that I wanted to teach, it's because I just love to paint. And I wanted to take technical classes. I wanted to learn how to paint, how to draw from life, you know, color. I wanted to learn about color theory and things like that. Um, And so I just kind of knew then I had to kind of, you know, realize that and take that risk um, and say, you know, I'm going to step away from this more clear cut career path to pursue the thing that really fulfills me. So it was, it was tough, but it, you know. Sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you feel like um, art school prepared you to turn your art and your passion into a practical career? Or is that something that you feel like kind of missed out? And I'm asking this because that's a common complaint we get a lot from yeah. our creatives that, you know, they love art school and they learn so much, except for the part where it comes to like turning that into like monetization of their passion. Well, it's hard to answer. I think in some ways, yes. And in some ways, 
No, I mean, the most helpful part of art school was senior year because, you know, the last semester of senior year, we were really just kind of learning. Basically, they told us, you know, pick your style of illustration, pick out the kind of illustration you want to do, whether it's editorial or licensing or packaging and, you know, create a portfolio based on that. And they gave us resources and kind of taught us how to market ourselves. They had alumni come in and tell us, you know, successful alumni come in and tell us about how they were able to market themselves and make their kind of freelance career into a full-time career. So that was helpful in a way. And what I also found helpful throughout my, the entire duration of art school was, as I said before, you know, we, we would have homework assignments every week. So we were constantly having to churn out artwork. Now, not every assignment that I did was amazing. I didn't, you know, take anything. I didn't take something away from every single assignment, but it was the act of going through creating an artwork. So the act of planning out the artwork, executing the artwork, finishing up the idea and having a critique on it and learning from it doing that over and over and over again for five years, you build confidence in that process. I mean, I think a lot of artists struggle with having all of these ideas and starting these projects, but never finishing them. In art school, you really learn how to finish them, you know, and how to develop yeah. these cool ideas. So I think that gave me the confidence to be able to create paintings and artwork for other people. Um, and so I think it was helpful in that way. Now, what you don't learn in art school and what I don't know how anyone could teach you is kind of the emotional toll of pursuing an artistic career, you know, especially in something like painting. Um, you know, there's no path to follow. There's no real handbook on how, you know, how to do it. Um, but a lot of my professors, actually most of my professors said it takes at least five years of consistent work of consistent marketing of just trusting the process and you will get there so I kind of just keep telling myself you know just keep doing this keep doing what you love put 100% into it and um, trust the process that you know eventually I'll, I'll reach my career goals and be able to do this full time yeah so so you've been freelancing since graduation yes have you had any other side jobs in the meantime yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I always joke. I mean, I've had so many. Um, when I first graduated, I was working at a juice bar because um, I love cooking. So I was doing food okay. prep and things like that. And um, I'm very into health and fitness. So I, you know, I found fulfillment in that. Yeah. Um, I was dog walking. I was dog sitting. So staying at people's houses and taking Related. Care. Yeah. Every, yeah, usually, yeah, exactly. Um, and I was also, <laughs> I worked for an orchard, so I was selling apples, Whoa. um, at farmer's markets and yeah, I was really doing anything and everything. And looking back at the, that was like a year and a half after graduation. And, you know, that was such a crazy part of my life. I mean, every day I was waking up to do something different and on top <laughs> of that, trying to, you know, kind of develop this art, artistic career, I guess, or, you know, jobs. Um, since then, I've kind of slowed down a little bit. Now I just have one solid part-time job. Um, and I work for a yoga studio. I work from home, which is nice. Um, I do marketing for them, which is kind of 
a little bit, you know, because I'm trying to learn how to market myself, it translates a little, a little bit there. Um, and it works out nicely because it's from home and I'm able to kind of switch from my part-time job mode into creative mode. Um, and, and marketing is creative too, right? So you can well, still access that part of your brain. Absolutely. It definitely is. And I create like all of our marketing graphics and emails and things like that. So anything, what I kind of realized is anything that I do, I always try to bring art into it. If that makes sense. So especially okay. yeah. part-time job now, I, I'm creating graphics and things for, for them. And that wasn't part of my job description, but it's kind of something that I chose to do just to make it more enjoyable, you know, yeah. and also just to keep that artistic fervor going. I think it's important to always be tapped into that. Right. Okay. So now you've kind of, seems like you've kind of developed, you know, your brand with these pet portraits, but what do you, if, if you're trying to do this, how are you still trying to like work towards that future of, you know, being an artist full-time is the pet portrait something you want to be doing full-time or is that, you know, something that you enjoy and that you're doing now, but you have your eyes on something else. It's hard to answer because if my, you know, future as a, an artist means doing, creating pet portraits full-time, which, you know, I look up to, there's a, a few um, artists that I, follow um who do this full time you know and so if if that happens for me I'd be honored you know I would love that I think that yeah. would, I find so much fulfillment out of it but I'm really open to anything that happens um you know as I said I create mixed media paintings um that I haven't had as much time as I'd like to work on but lately I've been um really dedicating time to that um so I'd love to you know maybe one day be a gallery artist or um, I also would love to teach not so much, you know, at an elementary or high school level, but at a, at a as the, sorry, at a collegiate level. Um, I've always dreamed about pursuing a master's degree in painting um, and eventually being able to teach like a technical painting class at a college. So, you know, sorry, it's not exactly a straightforward answer, but yeah, that's fine. I guess it's just, whatever, you know, I'm really open to whatever kind of life brings. I think going, you know, back and pursuing a master's degree is something I definitely want to do, maybe teaching and developing, you know, my other mixed media paintings. Um, okay. Yeah. Awesome. So what are some obstacles you're facing right now as you work towards your future in yeah. art? So I would say, um, Marketing, of course, you know, reaching, uh, you know, figuring out how to get people to see my work. Um, you know, social media, I hate to say it, but is kind of your best friend when it, when it comes to these things. So um, I rely heavily on that. Um, I don't really want it to be that way. I would like to, sorry, my dog. <laughs> um, Lucy. I think she should be fine. It's just um, a delivery truck. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I eventually would like to have some sort of blog or you know newsletter or kind of work on creating my own community outside of social media. Um, I'd also love to connect with other artists, which sounds like something that could be done, you know, um, through Ohanga and kind of you know, collaborate or just be able to have these conversations about art, 
you know, in, in art school, we were having critiques every, every week where we'd all hang up our work and sit together and talk, you know, have these creative conversations. And my professors always said, you know, soak this in because when you graduate, it's going to be you alone in your studio and you're not going to have this. Yeah. And, and it's so true, especially, you know, I live in a suburb, so there's not much of a, you know, I live in Cranston. There's not a really developed artistic community here um, for me to kind of step into. So um, yeah, sorry, I don't know if that answers, <laughs> answers yeah. your question. Yeah, 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 no, definitely. But, um, yeah, I, I, I guess just kind of my biggest obstacle is reaching people and kind of finding an artistic community where I can collaborate and have these kind of creative conversations with people. Okay, all right. And of course, COVID hasn't facilitated that at all. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Would you ever be interested in participating in like in-person fairs or do you want to be mostly like reaching out or I guess selling your work online? Um, I've thought about that. I would love to kind of be at fairs or even, um, you know, I mentioned before I worked at a farmer's market and there was, you know, a spot for um, local farms and vendors to sell their foods and products, but there was also an artist market. And I always kind of daydreamed about having my own little table there where I could, yeah. you know, set up my easel, my, my paints and kind of work on paintings and have people walk by and just be able, you know, to chat with them, to show them what I do, you know, if they wanted to order pet portraits from there or just connect online or, you know, kind mm -hmm. of just a way to, to network or really, you know, meet other people that are interested. Um, so I would love to, you know, find a place that I could, that I could do something like that. Yeah. And so you mentioned your high school art teacher being, you know, very consequential in terms of creating your portfolio and you know, helping you apply to art school. So do you think she would be the answer to the question of like the person that has most influenced your pursuit of art? Yeah, absolutely. She definitely kind of, I think was, took the biggest role, um, especially in how, you know, she was so helpful in applying to school um, and developing a portfolio and also just taking me seriously as someone who wanted to pursue art, you know, it's not a lot of people <laughs> kind of have that mindset of, you know, you can turn this into a way of living. Um, my dad as well, because, you know, his love of music, I think really kind of sparked that passion in me. And then of course my mom, um, she's just always been really supportive, like such a cheerleader. Um, and th that means everything, you know, to have your parents supportive of, of what you do. Um, so, yeah. Okay, awesome. So you, you haven't had too many encounters of the like, why are you being an artist? Like you're just gonna be a struggling artist or how has that interaction been? So, you know, I'm lucky in that I've never had anyone kind of straight out say to me, you know, what are you doing? Like, you know, this isn't going to sustain you. Like this isn't, you know, going to, um, I don't know, you know, pan out the way you think it is, but you can tell, you know, especially if I'm meeting people for the first time or, or talking to someone about what I do, you can tell how they feel about it. You can tell yeah. if they're taking you seriously. And, you know, I'm really sensitive to that. Um, but it's kind of one of those things where you just, you have to let it roll off, roll off your back. You know, you just have to kind of say, yeah, I know it's not the easiest route or it's not, you know, the most straightforward, um, but I'll get there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Besides obviously working on commission. So, you know, when one of your customers requests a pet portrait, what motivates your art? So, um, I guess two answers. So the first, you know, in regards to the pet portraits, 
I love animals so much. I always have. Um, and that communication that I have with clients, you know, when they're ordering a painting, it's so clear to me how much they love and value their pets. And so it's an honor for me to be able to kind of translate that into a painting that they can then hang up in their home. Um, and then the second thing I think is my love of painting. So, you know, primarily I paint with watercolors and it's such a um, kind of fast and furious process because watercolor, especially it dries so quickly. So you have to work with it, you know, kind of basically you have to let your instincts take over. Um, it's almost like having this, it's like a give and take or a back and forth. It's like, you know, putting the paint on yeah. the paper, pushing it around, you know, um, playing with colors and it, it's meditation really, because as I said, you just, you let your instincts take over. Um, and also, you know, as I said, I love the technical sides of painting. Um, I love color and color theory. Um, with colors, mixing them, like sometimes following the rules of the color wheel, sometimes breaking the rules, you know, depending on the painting and who I'm creating for. Um, so yeah, it's just the act of painting itself. It's very, it's fulfilling for me. Um, and it's really a meditation for me. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And besides obviously the pets and the animal themes, are there any particular themes that tend to emerge from your art? Yeah. So my other prints, um, I've noticed astrology has come up a lot. I mean, I'm actually working. So my senior thesis, I studied astrology and I um, created these environmental nature paintings based on um, astrology. And I'm actually working on another series based on astrology now too. Um, it's not that I'm like a devoted follower or believer or anything, but I, I'm interested in it primarily as an ancient practice. Yeah, it's um, cool stuff. Yeah, so um, I'm finding that that's kind of popping up a lot. Um, and then anything nature, um, I'm definitely, I like anything that takes me out of my comfort zone. Um, I'm really into hiking, biking, traveling, <laughs> all of that. So I find that anything from the natural world kind of pops in, you know, to my paintings. And then I guess the third thing would be, um, I really like design, anything kind of like bold and funky and bright. Okay. I love I love patterns. Like I'll notice when I go shopping at a furniture store or clothing store with someone, um, people like point at this like really busy piece of furniture or piece, piece of clothing and they'll say, oh, that's awful. And I'll say, no, I love it. Like I like anything kind of bold and like, you know, when you can take the, tell the artist really kind of took a chance or, um, yeah. or made a bold choice. I really like that. Um, and I've noticed like anything antique, anything from the Victorian design era, I really love. And I think that translates through like in a lot of my pet portraits, the backgrounds, I'll have like patterns of flowers and botanicals. Um, and I think that's kind of from my love of like the Victorian wallpapers and, you know, those kind of yeah. patterns and things. So, um, yeah, <laughs> sorry, kind of a broad no. answer. <laughs> no, love that. Love, you know, love these kinds of tangents. Now, what do you, <laughs> what do you want your art to mean for your customers? So, you know, for the, the paintings, as a straightforward answer, I mean, I want them to be able to have the paintings as kind of a joyful representation of their pets or loved ones. I mean, our pets are family members, you know, yeah. so um, I just hope that the paintings bring joy to people in their homes. Um, 
And as far as, you know, my other works, I think I, I like to bring in color and vibrance um, and maybe a little piece of nature into people's homes. Great. All right. Anything else you think is important to know about you or your story or your art? Um, you know, I don't, I don't really think so. Um, you know, I'm still, I've graduated in 2018, so it's only been three years. So I feel like I'm really still kind of figuring myself out. Um, you know, I hope in a year I'm doing the same thing or maybe, you know, I'll be doing something different, but as long as it's, you know, within the creative realm, um, I'm happy with that, so. <laughs> Yay. All right.